Can I be completely 100% straight up with you? Like pure honesty, no filter. I know in my heart of hearts from creating and selling courses since 2010 that it has been the single best decision I've made in my business, but also personally to the tune of $600,000 and counting. And in this episode, I want to share with you three fantastic students who have been through my Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator and their journey, as well as pointing out all the reasons I love online courses and why I think they are the future of online business. So if that sounds good to you, this episode of the Untapped Podcast is going to be awesome. Hey, I'm Natalie Sisson, a Kiwi, best-selling author, speaker, podcaster, vlogger, and business coach dedicated to helping you tap into your potential and get paid to be you. I'm actually coming to you from my car, parked up at Oriental Bay, New Zealand, overlooking the water and a race that is about to start, a race that actually I have competed in last year called the Splash and Dash. And the reason I'm coming to you from the car with my podcasting mic and my laptop on my on my lap, literally, and this beautiful view out in front of me is because I was not prepared to waste my time sitting in the traffic on coming back from the airport. So I just want to give you some context. If you hear some seagulls, if you hear some kids uh, squealing in delight, if you hear some horns going off for the start of the race, that's why. And I'm particularly proud of this decision because my time, just like yours, is precious. And I would far prefer to create awesome content, record this intro to the podcasts and the interviews that I did weeks ago, and do that instead of sitting in traffic for way too long. So without further ado, I'm just going to share with you that courses to me are one of the best ways to build an online business that scales, that scales without you putting in 100% of the effort all the time, without you doing the one-to-one work, without you trading time for money. And I actually came up with a bunch of reasons why courses are great, but actually so did you. And this was when I got people to apply for my accelerator that I ran for the first time last year, the proudest piece of of work that I have ever done, the coolest experience that I have ever created with the coolest name, not going to lie, Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator. And I got people to apply because I wanted to keep it super small and intimate to just 10 people per cohort. Turns out this was a super popular idea because I guess I do know my audience. I know what they're after. I know what their challenges are. And I knew specifically that this is my wheelhouse and I could really help people who were keen to get paid to be them and combine their knowledge, skills, and expertise into an online course, a course that could impact hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions one day, and allow them to also build a profitable online business, even a course business that makes an impact and makes them happy. And what I loved is that people came up with all these reasons as to why they thought a course would be great. And I'm just going to read them out to you. Having your course allows you to, and here's what they said, leverage your skills and knowledge and get paid to be you. I kid you not. They use my words. I love them. Expand your brand and income. Be able to leverage your time better and have a passive income stream. Gain authority and a larger audience. Share your knowledge and scale your business. Create a community to connect with people to make a difference in the lives of others. I particularly love that one. Work from anywhere and help others. Make money from home doing what you love. Leverage your expertise in a new way and a new revenue stream. Hell yeah. And kickstart your freedom, biz and lifestyle. I mean, I kid you not, these are actual responses that I got when people applied with why they wanted to join my Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator. And one of my favorites was 
because it's about time. Now, I'm actually reading this out of an email that I just sent to my beautiful community, and I thought, you know what, as the content repurposing queen, I'm just going to share this because I put my heart and soul into this email to make sure that people took action to join my accelerator. And if you are listening right now, right around the third week of January, this is your chance to do that. So I'm just going to plug it right now, nataliesisson.com forward slash accelerator. Check it out. We start on the 27th of January. I would love to have you on board. There are only a few spots left. And if you miss the boat, there will be a wait list for next time I launch, which is likely not for six months. But in the meantime, it doesn't mean I can't provide you with great value and tools and tips and strategies to start doing this yourself. So that last one, because it's about time, was the one that resonated with me most. And the reason for that is that this is your time. 2020 is the year, the decade, the start of the new decade, to start doing things differently, right? To turn up and finally launch your damn course. And I'm I'm really passionate about this. And it's why my accelerator is 60 days. And in 60 days time, you will have launched and pre-sold your course, even if you have a tiny list or no idea what that course might be. And I can say that now with confidence because at the end of last year, I truly didn't really think that many people would make that happen. And they did. Like to the tune of over $11,000 worth of course sales from people in the final week or just after we finished the accelerator. I mean, outstanding. And so I've brought people on this podcast who did that, who managed that, but also one who didn't in the time that we had, but has done since, because I wanted to show the variety of people that we had on in the course and how they got on with it. And more importantly, something that really surprised me about the accelerator that I didn't include last year, and I am including this year, is a whole piece on mindset. Because as I started doing the weekly coaching calls and the co-working calls and drip feeding the modules out and getting people to take massive action and get them to launch their damn course, the biggest block beyond anything else was themselves. They got in their own way. They doubted their ability, their skills. They questioned whether they really truly knew their ideal avatar. They doubted that they had a list that was big enough or a course that was cool enough or that they got the right tagline or the right course name or they're including the right things in it or that their sales page wasn't awesome or that the technology wasn't quite right. And really, all of these things were excuses. They had every single thing they needed to make this happen. And once they figured that out and once they worked that through with me and once they just got stuck into learning and applying as they went with my experience that I had designed to make it easy, not overwhelming to do this, results started flooding in. And they still are, which is freaking awesome. And the biggest thing I think that people learned throughout the accelerator, because they've told me, is that they can do this. And I think before that, they thought it was a myth. How the heck am I going to launch a course? Why would anybody pay me? What do I even charge? All these fantastic things. Isn't this free online already? Who am I to be the expert? You're probably hearing it right now. In fact, I have a whole email with excuses that I shared with people so that they could just put them to one side and go, okay, I got it, Natalie. I'm in. But I wanted you to hear from these students because their journeys have been inspiring to me. And some of the stuff that they've achieved and done I think even blew them away. And then sometimes it's just getting a slightly bigger list or putting an opt-in together or finally doing some Facebook ads or simply understanding and acknowledging that they have skills and knowledge that people will pay them for. If that is the most that they got out of the accelerator, that is more, more than enough. And as Jim, who's one of my guests and students on this podcast said, 
module one alone was worth the price of admission. And I was like, why is that? He's like, because I just had never thought about this person before as my ideal avatar. And I just got so much out of finally understanding what it was that they needed and what they'd actually pay me for. So without further ado, I've put this episode together and interviewed these three folks. I could have interviewed more, but I was like, it's a really good cross section of the type of people that I had in the accelerator and will be in this next accelerator. And regardless of whether you want to come join me or not, I hope that you do learn from these folks. As I said, completely different people, different parts of the world, completely different businesses and niches that they're in. And uh, I hope that you enjoy. So first up, we have Karen Green, who is a food mentor. She will explain what she does in this interview. Karen actually ended up making eight sales and around three and a half thousand pounds by the end of the course or just after once she'd actually applied her mindset the right mindset and the right belief behind this course that she already had. And that was the difference in her success. And we do talk about this in this short interview, but I'm just really thrilled. Karen was definitely further ahead than most people in the accelerator and that this course existed. But the thing that was really stopping her from being her brilliant self was around this mindset piece and this sort of passion piece about her belief behind it. So listen in to Karen and I would love for you also to check out her course if you want. I've put it all in the show notes, which you can find across at nataliesisson.com forward slash 050, because this is episode 50. We are halfway to 100. So I run a business called Food Mentor. So I mentor and coach and support mostly food startup businesses, although I do have some bigger clients who are very well established that I do some consultancy with. And I take them on a journey from... In some cases, people who've literally just got recipes and ideas to developing those into a brand, to finding somewhere to manufacture them, um, to then launching, selling. And the ultimate part of what I do is building on my experience. I was a buyer for a couple of grocery retailers in the UK and then commercial director for a number of food businesses. So I've actually got quite an unusual background in terms of having been on both sides of the table as a buyer and a seller. So my course idea was around helping these people who've maybe gone through quite a lot of the process. So they're probably at least a year in, maybe even two years into their business, and they want to take their business to the next stage. So they actually want to go after grocery retailers, bigger retailers. So that's what I do, basically. I deliver that through workshops, face-to-face mentoring and strategy days. Right. And so the course was the way for you to be able to stop doing so much of that one-to-one work and trading a lot of that time for money and be able to scale and reach a lot more people. And almost in some ways, I think when you first started having a bit of a hands-off course for you to have as a feed-in to some more premium coaching and premium work with you, is that right? Yes. I mean, I live in the south of France and I moved here fully, well, three years ago. And to stop me flitting backwards and forwards to the UK, I wanted to have a business that was more based here. So my strategy for 2020 is to do more paid speaking gigs. But from those paid, and some of the gigs, most of the gigs I do at the moment aren't paid. So I need something that creates revenue that effectively does pay me to speak. So that's where the courses come from. 
and it takes people in and it's yes it is part of a funnel and and ultimately what I'd like to do is is retreats and get people to actually come down here for a couple of days and that's so it is part of a a, a bigger funnel an evolving funnel as well that's mm. for sure yeah all funnels should be evolving but that sounds lovely retreats in the south of France fantastic so do you just want to talk the lovely listeners through a little bit of the journey on the course creation because you were actually slightly more advanced than a lot of the people who came through the accelerator you had an existing list you had delivered things before as you said you've been speaking you've been in media etc and have a lot of knowledge and wisdom and you've been teaching that in kind of a framework to your coaches and the people in your clients but what were some of the fun challenges that you maybe didn't expect that came out of putting this into the course i just kind of come up with the idea for the course last year we ran a beta version which was basically me teaching all the way through it i think we had 10 people on it and it just didn't for me it didn't work so i thought well the best way to do it would be totally online and i made the mistake and i know everyone says don't do this but i completely made a course so it was six modules I recorded every video I produced all the stuff I loaded it up I launched it and as you so lovely say crickets did not sell one course and so <laughs> thank you I, for <laughs> I, spent I, hours I, on it. I don't think there are many people saying don't do that in fact most people say come up with the idea create the course launch sell etc and obviously that's not my philosophy because as you said you put all that effort into it and then there was nobody there to buy that particular version of it so which is pretty heartbreaking especially when you've put in all that effort and also what I have learned from Teachable <laughs> is because these courses and this is just like a kind of top tip for people who might get into this bad situation because the courses you videos are quite big files I uploaded them to Teachable unfortunately I did I have backed them up onto a hard drive but I deleted them all off my laptop so when I went on to Teachable, and because this course is a derivative of that one, I thought, well, I can use some of the, the videos, so I'll just transfer them across. But you cannot just lift courses off of, or modules off of one course and dump them onto another one. And that's quite frustrating. And I've been talking to Teachable and they've said, actually, we realise that's something maybe we should develop in the future. We digress. So when your launch, the damn course came up, I was like, right, okay you need to get your act together. Let's see what Natalie's got to do. If we can put some fairy dust on it and make it cute. <laughs> I sell fairy dust. Bit. I love it. <laughs> now you sell that fairy dust. <laughs> How do you feel now that you've got that course and you've made your sales and now you're creating the content, obviously, do you feel like you've just, I don't know, whether you feel like you've broken past something that maybe in your mind wasn't possible or has it shifted something in your mindset that yes, this is possible now or anything that's changed for you? I think I was kind of playing at it before and you know my idea of playing at it is probably spending 30 hours creating a course it's not that I was kind of playing and sitting you know out on the terrace thinking it's a nice idea to do it <laughs> especially this one what it's shown me is yes people are prepared to pay 500 pounds for a course there is definitely something there but what and what I'm thinking about doing, and actually I've got a, a call with Jay later this morning, is we are going to now plan out the next one. Because I'm not a complete finisher, I've, you know, I'm done with that one I've sold. I know I've got to deliver it for three more weeks, but it's out of my head now. <laughs> the focus now is, although I have still got right to go there, the focus is 
the next big speaking gig I'm doing is a massive food exhibition in um, April. So what I'm now thinking of is how do we build, we start building the list now with those people. So we start saying, are you going to this exhibition? You know, we offer them a freebie, we get them on the list, but we don't sell them anything. So from now until April, we start giving them weekly and I'm I'm not great at showing up consistently and I know it's one of those things that I have to do. <laughs> keep telling myself yes you do <laughs> it will happen and so what I'm going to do is we're going to put a program of, of emails together probably once a fortnight so that I'm starting to drip feed really good quality content and actually again I was listening to one of your podcasts on I think it was around blogging and you were talking about how you would got a lot of blogs on your website it's very early on in your career and you'd put them all in an ebook, and it, and they were all available on the website. But actually, when you put them into the ebook, everybody was really interested. So, because I'm writing a new book called Virology, which is going to come out later this year, but what I'm thinking is, if I start drip feeding them chapters, I can get feedback on the chapters, and also they're getting some really good value. So that when we finally come to, they've done the exhibition. I go, wait, you've done that exhibition now. You need pitch perfect to follow up and I think we'll get a lot better take up so this is this is my next stage so as you say always evolving but the mindset change for me is now I believe I can do it before I did your course I didn't think I could do it I just was like yeah it was all right but they bought it because it was cheap or they bought the, and now I'm like no this is this has got legs so that's really exciting I'm really excited to explore it and I'm so glad you have the follow-on plan because that's equally important and I think something that entrepreneurs don't do brilliantly is sticking with the plan and also the thing that they've now created how do they maximize that and optimize it so I'm really glad to hear that you've got a plan of how to continue to bring people back to it and continue to get people into it especially since you've now sold it and you're creating it and running it so yeah I'm just really thrilled for you and thank you so much for sharing thank you thanks of course if you'd like to find out more about Karen, head to foodmentor.co.uk forward slash pitch dash perfect. And that is actually her sales page for her course. So if that is something that you're interested in, please check it out and enroll. Okay, next up we have Jim Greer and you'll find out more about his line of work, which is fantastic. But in short, he is a musician and a musician who has learned the art of getting your cover band booked. So we're about to hear from Jim, and I really hope you enjoy because he had lots of aha moments. I consider myself a musical entrepreneur. So I'm a musician, and I've pretty much spent my whole life building small side hustles around music to support my family. And so, uh, you know, I perform in a band. I book my band. I, I own a, a guitar, a teaching academy, very successful in my area. I own, uh, you know, like a sound rental equipment company. So I've done all kinds of things like that with music to support myself. So that's kind of what I do. And, uh, and I just love music and I love everything to do with music. I love musicians and I love helping them. I never would have guessed with all those guitars in the background. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they look people, awesome. always, people always ask me, how, you know, how many do you have? And I say, well, I, I just need one more. So that's a great answer. What's the name yeah. of your band, by the way, or one of how many bands are you in? I'm in one band. I've been in the same band for maybe 
18 years. I don't know. It's crazy. It's called Narrow Gauge. We're a country and classic rock dance band in Colorado. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty popular here. We play all over Colorado, Wyoming, which is a neighboring state, for those of you not in the United States. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we just kind of play like in a five-state area. We play all over the place. That's awesome. Country classic dance rock band. That's like everything that you'd want on the dance floor. For me, personally, I'd get up and dance for that. Okay, awesome. But you have, over the years, in addition to these side hustles, I think, refined a really valuable proposition that you do, it seems, better than so many other musos. Because we, we had a chat about this offline. My sister's in a band. I have a lot of friends who are creatives and singing bands, and they're notoriously poor at paying themselves what they're worth because they just love the craft, they love performing, they love turning up. But often what I've seen is these bands split up because it gets stressful, they're putting all their time and effort into it and not really getting paid very well at these gigs, if not at all, often just with drinks or um, you know free meals. So you, I think, have carved out a pretty awesome niche and I'd just love for you to sort of share a little bit more about that and why you decided that was the best thing for it. Sure, well, I mean, I... <laughs> You know, we're talking cover bands, so not not you, you know uh, the guys and gals who are trying to make it. You know, you think of Ed Sheeran, guys like that. You know, they made it, but there's tons of people who are still trying to make it, pursuing what we call the, the dream. You know, but what I'm dealing with is is people who who the dream didn't happen with. So we're in cover bands, we're playing other people's music, and that's a lot of fun. So once you don't make it, you're like, you know, I tried to make it, and there was a time in my life where I was playing in Hollywood and I, I came, the guy, it was after a show, I'm driving home and I realized this ain't going to work, you know? And so, but the, from that point on, you just, you just start playing other people's music. You play in, in cover bands. Now those bands traditionally don't make any kind of money. I think the average here in my country, in the United States is, as a bar, a band playing in a bar is making about 200 bucks to 400 bucks a night. I mean, it's pathetic. It's a joke. Yeah. And we all say it's a joke and we hate it, but that's kind of the only thing, you know, most musicians know how to do. So over the years, I've met tons of musicians and played with tons of musicians who are really good at what they do. They're great at the music side of the music business, but they're just, you know, they're, they don't know anything about the business side of it, how, how to book, how to do these things. Well, I, I through a process of all kinds of mistakes and really just tenacity, you know, and grit, I learned how to book these high-end corporate events, private parties, fundraisers, concert in the parks. Did I say weddings? You know, all those things. And everyone wants to play in my band because we play these great events where we all get paid really well. And there is a secret how to do that. And very few people know how to do it. And nobody's talking, right? The guys that do know how to do it and the, and the ladies, they keep it pretty tight to their chest. They don't want to share the secret of how to do that. And, you know, I, I was guilty of that for a long time. Yeah. I remember so, when you joined the Accelerator and that was one of your biggest things, like, this is something that's pretty unique to us. We do it really well. I don't know if I want to share it with people, but I also don't want people to run off. And, you know, it's that whole thing of when you've found something that really works is that moment on the precipice where you're like, I really want everybody to know this because I want more people to be paid well to do what they love. But at the same time, this is this unique thing to me. So do you mind just talking a little bit about how you kind of got over that? Or maybe what I mentioned to you at the time? Because I remember this was a, a good sticking point that we 
had a conversation about. Well, for one, I'm not talking about it in my market right now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I'm not doing that really yet. But the other thing is, is I realized there is enough work out there for everybody. It really, really is. There is so much work out there for bands. And if we all start charging what we're worth, you know, the price goes up, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of the things I realized, kind of, it's kind of a selfish thing. That's not going to hurt me. You know, yeah. this is going to help me. And then I did surveys, actually. I did a, a bunch of surveys of, of musicians, and I just started reading their responses and seeing, you know, how desperate they were, how stuck they were, how resigned they were to playing these crappy bar gigs. And my heart just went out to them, really. I thought, I can teach you, you know, how to do what I'm doing and have a way better life, you know, yeah. play, do what you love and earn, and earn what you're worth. So I think that was a big part of it. I realized I'm not going to hurt myself, but also there is such a huge need out there. And, you know, you read some of the responses on these forums where I posted polls and, you know, I don't know if you have this experience where you're reading something and you're saying out loud, that's not true. You know, oh my God, that's not true at all. You just don't know how to do it. But if you could learn how to do it, you know, you do it. So um, I realized also for my own personal journey, how, how I got into booking the band was, you know, the guy in the band, who was supposed to do it, it was doing a really crappy job. He couldn't get us a gig to save his life, you know? <laughs> and so I stepped into that, not really knowing how to do it, but I was pretty good at cold calling people in a former life. I, I, could, I wasn't afraid to get on the phone and ask people to do stuff. So I learned how to do it, but I remember searching the internet for help for that, and there was there was no books. Mm. Courses didn't really exist back then, you know? So there was no books. There were no tapes, you know, we're talking tapes. There were no CDs. There were no resources at all. Now, there were some for people who wanted to, uh, like, make it in an original band. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to be the next Van Halen? Well, let me help you. But for what I was doing, there was nothing. You know, I wasted a lot of time and a lot of money learning how to do it. And so as I read these guys, their answers, one of the thoughts to me that came to me was, I feel like I owe it to them to help them out mm. you know so so I don't mm. know if that answered the question that was probably it was a perfect. long answer yeah and I'm so glad because you were one of the people who really took the module around surveying and understanding what people need because I, I know you knew in your heart what you thought it was but as you said when you put it out in forums and Facebook groups and you saw those answers you were like oh wow there is such a need for this um, yes. which was amazing and it also gave you just you were able to use so much of that wording on your sales page because that was them. That was them speaking the truth. So it really, really appealed to all the people. And you built up a pretty awesome audience. I think you grew your list from not very much to quite a bit more just from the people in those forums, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 So what did you actually end up launching? What's the name of your course? The name of my course is, uh, now you're going to ask me, what's the name of my book, your cover band, proven steps or a step-by-step approach to, you know, booking better gigs and earning what you're worth or something like that. I don't remember the exact title. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. We'll link to it in the show notes. It was awesome. And I like, remember when you launched, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And what you just touched on before is that you said in a previous life, you were pretty good at cold calls, right? And when I get people to do that sweet spot exercise, that was one thing that you had there. Plus you've been a musician for ages. So that really, really helps. 
And three, you revealed to me that you've done some copywriting courses and this is why it sort of helped you out with being able to do that. So I do love how it all kind of came together. And that's my thing is when people look at their experiences and their skill sets and what they're passionate about or what they love or what they enjoy doing, and they pull it all together, that's often what they can teach in a course. It's just that people don't seem to figure that that's going to be valuable to somebody else because they're already really good at it or they've been doing it naturally. And so they don't kind of think that that's something that somebody would really value. I guess I'd just love to know what's one mindset shift that you made during the accelerator that maybe you weren't expecting. Did you make a mindset shift? I think like you made a mindset shift. You know, uh, one of the things was I wasn't sure if, you know, the course, you know, if there was a need for it. And one of the reasons I liked your accelerator was because you were good, I was going to be able to test the thought out and see, well, now you had to do some work, you know, to test the idea and you gave us some great ideas on how to do it. And uh, I did it with surveys because that's, that's what worked for me, you know, put it in, you know. And so what I realized is I thought that my ideal customer would be a younger version of me, you know, and that, and that was true, but I realized that they had some different needs than I was thinking. You know, so one of the things that came up in the surveys was they don't have time. You know, I don't have time to learn how to do this or track all these people down. And so, and I heard that over and over again. So I realized the course I was thinking in my mind, I needed to shift it and make it into uh, basically a step-by-step program. I forget what I called it. It's a step-by-step, a proven step-by-step method. So I'm <laughs> going to teach you step-by-step how to do this and save time. And so that was a big shift. I, I realized this is what they need. They don't have all the time in the world. Like I'm, I'm self-employed. So, you know, I've always been kind of self-employed. So I, I don't have the constraints of an eight hour a day job and now trying to fit all this stuff in. So, yeah. so that was, that was one. Yeah, that was really, really insightful, actually. And so how did it end up? I know you went through a lot of steps on this. You got your course out there. You did some limited time stuff. I mean, to be fair, you did not have a big list of people, but you did have a list. Yes. Um, And I know you're really actively working on growing that now. Do you want to just share a few of the stats and what happened? Well, let me just backstep that a little bit. Yeah. When I found, well, prior to finding you, right, I knew I wanted to do this. Okay. So, and that's a long, you know, process how, how I got there. But so now I'm there and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how to do this, but I do have some background in list building and this kind of thing, because my wife does this kind of thing with a Spanish speaking women's audience. And uh, so I've been around this, you know, she talks about it all the time. She reads quotes to me from your book, you know, we went on vacation in Mexico and I I didn't know who you were and and she's reading me excerpts from your book. I think I like this. I like her. She sounds like a good person. Well, I decided I wanted to do it, but I, I really didn't know how. I knew I needed to list. I knew I needed to deliver content. I knew some of those things that maybe other people aren't aware of, but I had nothing. And I was looking for a, a course or some help that would kind of walk me through it. You know, there was another course I was looking at. That's and my wife came into my office one day and she said, well, you know, what about Natalie's course? And I said, who's Natalie? You know, I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't signed up to your email list. I, I didn't know. But she sent me the link and I looked at it and I just immediately knew this is what I need. Someone who can help me, almost like a personal coach. I know there's, there's more people in the group, but you do give personal help. And, you know, we get to ask you questions personally and you answer directly. So that's what I needed. So when I took your course, I didn't have a website, uh, which 
you know, I knew I needed. I didn't have a list at all. I didn't even have a list provider. I had nothing. I didn't have a Facebook page. All I had was the idea of what I wanted to do. And we started from there. So, you know, a lot of the other people, of course, they had big lists. They were already doing their thing. So I was like a noob at this knowing, you know, I got a lot of work to do. So anyways, I started my list from zero and, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's up to 150 people now. That's uh, cool. yeah. yeah. So I'm, you, you know, and I know it should be, it needs to be higher, but it, it's, it's growing. Yeah. So that's great. So what happened was I took the course, I had the idea for it and nothing else. And at the end of the course, you know, the last day of the course, I launched my damn course. Okay. So I was committed to that. I launched it the last day and, um, and I, and that was exciting. So from that, I did all the work. I built a sales page. I built a website, which is something I do all the time. So that was not that hard. I got my mail list going. I built the sales opt-in pages. I did all that stuff. I, you know, took the course and then launched the day. The the, the, the yeah. Which I think you gave so me grace. To do. I think I gave you one day's grace. Yeah, you gave me yeah. grace one day. And you made a sale, which was awesome. Yes. And I know you're going to yeah. make many, many, many more. Yes. Um, with a list that was smaller than what it is now, which is amazing. And I think my, my list was when I start, when I did my first sales sequence, I had 63 people yeah. on my list. And I which is crazy. Yeah. Because I looked at then your conversion, right? If you think about how many people opened that email and then how many actually visited the sales page, that was a really, really good conversion. I think it was more like four or 5%. And most people get one or two. And I think this should be talked about more often that typical conversion rates are one percent which sounds so naff and it is but this is reality of things so when people are like i put something out there and there's crickets i'm like yeah because if you look at the traffic that you send how many people on your email list how many times you actually connected with them and engaged with them these are the kind of results you're getting plus you in particular are dealing with i think an audience that will warm to this but are as you said time poor and often money poor because they're not paying themselves enough so this is like the barrier that you get to take them over and once you have testimonials and people going through this and you've already got incredible feedback from people who you work with one-on-one I just know that this is going to fly and then it's just about getting it out there in a much bigger way so I'm super excited yeah and that's what we're working on now thank you so much for coming on this and sharing that experience I'm going to link to the amazing course below just in case anybody wants it in the show notes and there are some musos listening and you need to get paid to book your gig and get to be able to do more of what you love without worrying about no, not being paid for it. Any parting words that you want to share, Jim? Any parting words? Well, thank you, Natalie, really for offering the course. It really impacted my life and it was just the right decision for me. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you did it because I, I know that it was a labor of love for you. Probably you're just starting that out. And, and I just, I'm grateful that you, you took the time to do it. It's a great course and anyone who's thinking about doing it, you're not going to regret it. Oh, thanks, Jim. I wasn't even wanting to say that, but thank you. And uh, thanks for believing in me and to your wife, of course, for introducing me to you many, many months back. That was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So if you want to learn more about Jim, I would love you to come over to bookyourcoverband.com and you'll be able to, if you're interested, if you're a muso, you want to get paid more for your gigs, you can opt in there, learn some great tips from him. Currently, his course is not available to enroll in. He's made several sales. He's working on now actually 
producing and delivering the content, but we had a conversation in the launch club today and he is actually going to open that back up, get more people enrolled because he has lots of people on his wait list now and uh, he wants to absolutely maximize that and make sure they go through it. So I will link to the actual sales page in the show notes, which again, you can find at nataliesisson.com forward slash zero five zero. And the final interview today is with the lovely Jenny Locks from Digital Nomad Girls. And she definitely went on a mindset journey and had probably one of the most powerful reframes I've seen anybody have as a student before. I was immensely proud of her. She actually went ahead and put out a course that was all the bells and whistles, included so much of kind of what was in the accelerator that she loved that I was doing. And incidentally, it wasn't actually what her audience wanted. And to her credit, she reframed and redid it and launched it again. And I will leave it to her to share the results of how that went for her. So my name is Jenny. I run Digital Nomad Girls, which is a community for location-independent women. I've been running it for about four and a half years now and kind of started it accidentally and then turned it into a business. And I've had this idea for a course for about two and a half years now, and I kind of just never got round to creating one. I think it was overwhelm and overthinking and constantly changing my mind. Should it be a course? Should it be an ebook? Should it be this? Should it be that? And just never actually taking any action. Um, so then at the end of last year, I saw your accelerator. I was like, this is it. It's now or never. I'm going to jump on this. I just need somebody to hold my hand and pull me through this because I think the biggest struggle really was kind of just imposter syndrome and just so overthinking every single step because it seems like there's a massive project. So yeah. That was kind of where I was at. <laughs> so currently you have a membership, which is great. You have lots of wonderful women in the world and you do some awesome stuff on that. Like you do co-working calls and like live goal setting calls, all sorts of cool stuff. You have templates and just weekly office hours. It's great. And there's such a beautiful community. But I think one thing that you were craving from when I was talking to you was just having this other form of revenue, another form of income where people could find out more about you and get to learn from you without necessarily being in the membership and also give you some residual revenue so that you didn't always, you know, have to rely on that as well. Is that true? Was there any other reason behind wanting to get this course out there? Yeah, I just realized I completely jumped the gun and forgot to actually tell a bit about my business, what it looks like now <laughs> or what it looked like before I created the yeah. course. And yeah, I have a membership site, which I've run for two years now and I absolutely love it. So I'm used to creating content and putting things out there and putting myself out there and even video. So that wasn't really so much the problem, but I think something was holding me back. And yeah, I definitely, a membership site is really fun, but it's also you know, it's very hands-on. It's not like something, it's not passive income. People always say it's passive income. It really isn't. Like you have to be there. And I love chatting with my members and we have live calls every week and I absolutely love it. But I also wanted something separate that was just a little bit more standalone, hands-off that I could just give people to help them with their problems and just help them along the journey without literally being there every step of the way so they can like work through it at their own time. And this was kind of more aimed at beginner digital nomads, people who wanted to start this lifestyle, whereas the membership is more for people who are already doing it and they kind of need the community and the ongoing support. So that was kind of the difference between the two different products. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of the course that you ended up with? I wanted everybody to hear it. I think it's great. <laughs> I called it Stop Dreaming, Start Packing because that's kind of what we identified as their mind their mindset blocks like what's stopping them is like they don't even know where to start so I kind yeah. of wanted to put that into the title and kind of yeah. make it quite actionable brilliant and I also loved how you embrace Podia because um Jenny also is a web designer by trade well I mean you have many talents but you're the person who made the Podia sales page look the best 
like way better than mine. I'm like, oh, I need to learn all the tricks that you did. But you just kind of embraced it and did it. And I just it was super impressive. But you did run into a few fun little roadblocks along the way, like everybody does when launching a course, because it's not as easy as people think. And often a lot of it is to do with mindset. Would you say that's true? So much, yes. I I think mindset is the absolute biggest stumbling block for everyone. It's funny because even in my own course now, the first module is about mindset because I think it's just whatever you're trying to do, anything new that you're trying to do, it's always mindset that holds you back first and definitely happened to me. That's why I knew like if I ever wanted to get this thing out there, I needed somebody to help me because that's where you're going to get stuck. And that's where then the loop starts. Oh, not good enough. Oh, somebody else is already doing it better. Oh, they've been doing it for longer and so on. So definitely struggled with that and yeah the tech wasn't so much problem I used Bodhi and I really loved it so I think the struggles are never those kind of things that we think are going to be the problem it's more ourselves that mm. holds us back yeah. yeah so when you were going through the accelerator what do you feel were some of your biggest learning lessons just for people here because as you said I think you were leaps and bounds ahead because you're comfortable on video you do all that you know how to hold a community you know how to teach you know you're really great at connecting people and gathering and as you said you also got the tech which are often two of the hardest things for people right it's either putting yourself out there visibly or the tech side what was it that you found I guess yeah some of the the key learning lessons throughout the accelerator that might have been not what you were expecting one of my biggest lessons is actually kind of it's it's a personal rather than professional one and that is at the beginning before starting the accelerator you asked us to do this quiz that's called the four tendencies where you find out how you can be held accountable or how you like to handle expectations of yourself and from outside and i've done this quiz many times before i have a rebel tendency which means normal accountability strategies don't always work for me if somebody says hey we'll meet then and you have to do it by then I'm like who says that I'm gonna do the opposite so (laughs) that was kind of what has really been holding me back as well so I was a little bit worried that that would happen during the accelerator but surprisingly it didn't happen at all and I showed up to every call I think I missed one because I was at Oktoberfest or I came late Um, (laughs) I showed up to every call every week there was homework like you watch this video then work through the workbook I did it every week I just absolutely loved it I think it was being back like university or something and (laughs) I really really enjoyed that part so it was what I really liked is there wasn't any excess information there wasn't anything you had to dig through it was just this is what you need to know. Don't do anything else outside that for now. For now, you're just doing this. Ignore everything else and just get that done. And then we'll move on to the next step. And I think that was just so helpful because that's usually where it starts, right? Like, oh, I have to do this, but then I have to do this and this and this. And you're already like five steps ahead instead of just tackling where you are right now. So I think that's why that helped me so much to just get through that step by step. Yeah, I absolutely love that. When you're like, oh my gosh, I love this accountability. It's working for me. I'm not rebelling. I was like, that's such a true point. It was so beautiful (laughs) to see that for sure. And I think also when you launched your course initially, you really liked the kind of structure of how I put mine together with the all the unique elements so it really was an experience and I know you kind of modeled that for your one thinking that maybe the digital nomad girls needed that and then what was the I guess aha moment that you found out about that when you launched yeah it's so funny that you mentioned this because it was kind of really the roller coaster moment for me during the accelerator because when I want to do something new I want to learn from somebody who's done it before right so when I want to create a course I learn from somebody who's creating courses so I look at everything you do I look at what tools are you using how are you structuring your videos how are you doing all that stuff because I want to to learn you know from from real life and I love the accelerator so much. So I was like, I absolutely love this. My course should be exactly like that. It'll have the videos and I'll have the workbooks <laughs> and I'll have the weekly calls and I'll have the weekly emails and all of this stuff. So I kind of 
went way overboard. I never intended to put that much stuff into the course. Like I said in the beginning, it was supposed to be standalone, not holding their hands. They go through them at their own time. And instead, what I launched was basically another accelerator, but yeah. <laughs> it had all the bells and whistles. And it also came with a higher price tag because I was actually surprisingly comfortable putting that price tag on. Mm. That was kind of a little bit of a breakthrough as well for me personally, because looking at everything that I was offering, I was like, yeah, weekly course for two months and this and this. I'm happy with this price. But in the end, what happened? I launched it and nobody bought it because people hadn't expected a full-on program and accelerator with weekly calls and all of this. They had expected a smaller course where they can go through it at their own time when they feel ready and just do it in a bite-sized way instead of somebody really like, oh, you have to do it now, now, now. So I actually went back to my community and said, um, actually, did I maybe go overboard here? Is this not really what you want? And they're like, no, Jenny, that's not what we want. Change it. And that's what I did. And then they bought it. So it was very interesting. Yeah. A really, really interesting experience. And I love that one that you priced accordingly, because I know in the past you've struggled as all of us do with pricing for your value that you're mm. providing. So I was really thrilled that you put that out there. And, but it was funny because you had come in going, as you said, I want the standalone course, but I loved how honest you were with your community. They got all excited. You seeded them. You got the buzz going. You said, I'm really excited. I'm doing this thing. It's coming soon. And then you put it out there. And as you said, you know, you didn't give it that long a time before people hadn't joined up. And then you were like, wait a minute, if I really go back to my ideal customer and the work that you did in the avatar and what they've been asking for, and then you actually asked them and they were brilliant. They were like, it looks amazing, but I just want this right now. Or I can't do all the live calls because I'm traveling because I'm a digital nomad girl. And so yeah. it was brilliant. I love that you put it out there so honestly. And then you took action, reframed. You simplified it and you put it back out there. What did you put it out as the price wise? Was it two nine seven? So at the beginning, it was out at I can't remember now if it was four nine seven or three nine seven. The original price four nine seven. I think it was four nine seven, and I can't even remember how funny is that. And then I cut it. I took all the bells and whistles off. I removed most of the calls. I kept a few because I want to help them yeah. personally as well if they want to. But I took all of that stuff away. The weekly emails. I don't like emails, so why was I offering that anyway? So then I cut the price down to two hundred. I think it's one hundred and ninety-seven now for two payments of ninety-nine. Mm-hmm. And then literally without me even having to share that again, I was still working on the back end to adjust the copy and to change the price and everything. And already somebody bought it. I was like, ah, interesting. So I know. I remember yeah. you saying that you're like, I was just updating the sales page and there's already a sale. So um, yeah. how many did you end up with in the end in that short period of time? Yeah. So in the end I sold seven spots, which was awesome. really all I wanted. My kind of goal was like, if five people, even if just one person buys it, then I have to create the thing, right? That's yeah. kind of, I'm just testing the concept. So I was thrilled with seven people, you know, right before the year ended, getting yeah. a little extra income stream. This is literally what this thing was supposed to be, right? Something mm-hmm. that people buy without having to you know, I don't want them to, to have to break the bank either. So it's, yeah. it was easy and it was doable and it was an extra income stream for me. So really thrilled with that. And once I do a proper launch where I kind of push and, you know, once you've created it also, then you know more and you feel more comfortable, I think. So, yeah. And once you've had people go through it and you have testimonials and feedback mm-hmm, um, exactly. and also once you've been able to engage with your list, because the accelerator is pretty intense, right? Like it is over 60 days, you're doing a lot and you can't yeah. get to everything. 
and the marketing and comms and seeding that interest is something that I try to get people to do from the beginning. But if you don't yet have a list, it's it's quite out there for a lot of people. And it is probably the most critical thing is mm. the engagement and talking to them. So I think that was one of yes. the other big lessons we had, right, was, oh, I actually need to do more of this. Absolutely. I mean, I do, I am lucky in that sense that I've already got a community. I already have an email list, which isn't massive. It, sh- it should be high. It, it should, should be bigger. Because your community is huge. It's awesome. My community is huge and the email list does not reflect that at all. And I also feel like that was one of the lessons I learned. I didn't really do a great job. Those were probably the steps that I skipped more, like building that buzz and kind of also communicating exactly what it was that I was sharing. And I I feel like looking back at my communication, it was a bit like, I'm so excited because I'm creating this course, yay, instead of I'm so excited because I'm creating this course for you and it will help you with blah, blah, blah. So I think I probably skipped ahead a little bit out of excitement. So but it's totally fine. You know, I sold seven yeah, with not huge. much work. So there will be potential to sell more, which yeah, is exciting. Definitely. Thank you so much. This is great. And I just loved you know, sharing your journey and also watching you along it and particularly how quick you were to reframe, take it on the chin and go, okay, that didn't work. What am I missing? What have I skipped over? What hasn't hit the mark? Go back to your community, Mm. ask them and then deliver is amazing. And not enough people take that action. They hide away in a corner and go, oh my gosh, I failed. It's no good. And instead you were like, no, Mm. no, this is great stuff. It's just not been you know, I've either not offered it in the right way, it hasn't been put forth in the right way, or it's not quite hitting with them. So how do I go back and do this? So that was just super impressive to me. Well done, you. Thank you. (laughs) It didn't feel quite like that. It it did feel like a bit (laughs) like a roller coaster. But yeah, you know, if something's not working, you have to figure out why. And it's not them, it's me. If I, if I kind of go overboard and over deliver, it's not what they want. And that's fine. And I'm really glad I figured it out because it's, it wasn't what I really wanted to create either. Now it is now I'm creating exactly what I wanted to create. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you, Jenny. All right. So if you enjoyed that interview, you can also find Jenny's sales page in the show notes. It is at digitalnomadgirls.podia.com forward slash stop dash dreaming dash start dash packing so yeah her course was stop dreaming start packing a myth busting course for aspiring digital nomad girls and again links are in the show notes at nataliesisson.com forward slash zero five zero i'd really love for you to support these fantastic people and their courses if this is your line of work if it's a friend's line of work and you know that they need these courses please do support. And I really hope that this has been illuminating for you. I love hearing from my actual students. I don't do enough of this, quite frankly, because I haven't launched my own courses in a while, but I want to do more of this because it's far better that you learn from the people in the moment doing the work, doing the mahi, as we say here in Tereo, and actually making things happen. And if you want 2020 to be the year that you make things happen and you finally launch your damn course, then again, I would absolutely be honored to have you in my accelerator so head to nataliesisson.com forward slash accelerator and if you know of a friend who you have heard for the last two years a little bit like jenny saying you know what i am going to launch this course please tell them about it i would be as i said honored and delighted i'm tuning out now they're about to head into the water at the splash and dash and uh it's a little bit rough there so i'm going to get out of the car i'm going to stand in a beautiful breeze of the ocean and I'm going to watch these fantastic people do their thing and take action. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm Natalie Sisson and this is the chance to tap into your potential. Go get them.